Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of Dudley Boys, Michael Hapler from What Culture, to review everything that happened on this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, on YouTube. We <laughs> <laughs> do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Friday Night Smackdown, but also Monorail. The show formerly known as NXT Duplex. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. Money quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to review SmackDown. But before we get into it, mm-hmm. bit of a surprise here. And stick with me on this one, because I know sometimes if you mention them over there, it can wind people up. Gotta say, a massive fan of Collision this week. I think it's a fantastic addition to the new uh, game show, Gladiators. <laughs> Alongside the classics like the Hang Tough and the the final bit with the travel air and what yep. have you. Uh, also, what was it? Nitro and Dynamite are um, gladiators. Yes, uh, US Raw uh, Smackdown is what my friends in France, as they buy their backlash tickets, will probably be questioning watching the new gladiators, which other than obvious bias... Was absolutely good. I cannot for the life of me get my. I'm glad you've opened up a door in this because I was going to talk about it anyway. I can't get my kids to re- into wrestling for love nor money, and yet my wife, my kids sat watching Gladiators on Saturday night. Oh and my God. Time is a flat circle because, like my dad did when I was younger, yeah. cheering the heels when I was watching wrestling. The kids just fell in love with the contenders, bought the story completely. Oh, Out- what a story it was! By the way, outcomes. Viper, Viper, the Viper, the, the new, the new Wolfman, basically. Viper and Legend, by the way, <laughs> like Legends, Legends. Bradley Walsh popping himself, oh. but like the heel gladiators are good. At like out the gate, brilliant. What was that massive one that came out first? Oh, the one you want to join the Fed? Yeah, yeah. There was a few of them. Weren't there? Like this. <laughs> wow, your uh, CrossFit and broccoli is really working out for you, there, brother. Like so good, so good. This Gladiators reboot it is not easy. Six point four million viewers it got. Apologies, which in America might be like now, but yeah, over well, is ridiculous, state, isn't it? Apologies to our American um, listeners slash uh, YouTube viewers when we do do these on YouTube. If this is alienating at all, but I know there's been a couple of American Gladiators reboots, and I'm not sure. Of course, yeah, I'm not sure how well they've gone in compared to the Gladiators reboot over here. The Gladiators reboot over here was like mid two thousands. It of course spawned. Uh, a man we know very well on this podcast, the SmackDown general manager, got his first TV exposure on the reboot of Gladiator's mid thousand. Can't remember his name. He was Oblivion on that one. Dabigo. Go on. Sorry, I've just found out that the the one we were talking about is a guy called Giant. Giant, that's it, yeah. A.K.A. Jamie Christian Johar. Where's he from? Bloody Derbyshire. What an absolute legend. A Midlander. Um, yeah, but 
it's not easy to, and we know this as wrestling fans, you can't just do, uh, when you're trying to like aim for nostalgia, but also modernize it, you can't just do, here's the old thing, look, look at the old thing. Everybody have a big old laugh at the old thing, because that was basically uh, raw nostalgia shows for about 20 years, uh-huh. and you would see these shows and you would think nothing of the old acts and all that sort of stuff. They have kept all of the branding. They have kept all of the, like, the fundamentals of what made the 90s Gladiators great and just ever so slightly modernised it. Like, there's a, it's actually a bit safer than it used to be. Mm-hmm. They had, um, what's the game where it's like they're all in that, like, half-cut Mario pipe? Yes, that was one of my favourites back in the day. And they like Gauntlet. Gauntlet, thank you. They've made it a bit more gentle. It's like a match on this in this SmackDown. Things went a bit wrong. Stop it straight away. Yes. Concussion protocol is in place. It never used to be in the 90s. People got absolutely decimated on Gauntlet. And now they're being a bit more like sort of careful with people's well-being and like, but Gladiators, what a storming success story. Such a pleasure to watch, as I say, with the kids, just totally buying into the contenders. One of them worked a knee injury angle halfway oh. through it. Uh, the Eliminator remains the go-to TV assault course. Total I'm wipe- changed the thing about it, have Nah, they? Total Wipeout can kiss my ass. Like, it's nothing compared to The Eliminator, and it never was. The Travelator, which I believe on American Gladiators, by the way, wasn't, like, the last obstacle. What? Americans can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure The Travelator, because I remember American Gladiators. Uh, my, we didn't have it in our region. If you can believe this, Americans, the UK, despite being as small as it is and looks on these maps, has... TV channels split into regions mm-hmm. uh, for, like, the news, for certain localised TV shows, things like that. And in our region when I was younger, Tyne Tees, um, Yorkshire Television, I forget which one we... We had Look North. Yeah, well, like, it didn't have uh, WCW on, uh, at like, a nice time on a Saturday afternoon. It had it on in the middle of the night. But in setting tapes up to record it, you would sometimes catch a bit of American Gladiators with future WWE host Mike Adamley as the host of American Gladiators. And I'm pretty sure from those early ones, the Travelator was at the beginning of the Eliminator. Or like early on, it wasn't like the last thing. Your legs are already knackered, your brain's like you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. And then you've got to run up a lift, going uh, an escalator, going in reverse. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you've seen it shared this weekend by the great Shane reaction on Twitter. The all-time goal oh Travelator God. thing where neither of them can do it. They're both absolutely spent. You can even they see... Like what slowing the Travelator yeah. down for them. And, they still, and like they're just running on the spot, hiking in treacle. Anyway, watch uh, the BBC's reboot of Gladiators if you have access to it. Maybe it'll be on BBC America. Ooh, I hope like, so. Uh, like The Office or Manti Python. Um, They've got some great names, as always. And, uh, you know, if we're looking for something to give some work to a certain someone on social media, mm. Ryan... Uh, I wouldn't. I've always wanted to be a gladiator. Oh, please make me Wilborn gladiators as uh, the SmackDown fo- hashtag SmackDown Photoshop, <laughs> as uh, Brian has rightfully anointed himself like the king of at this point. Quick run through some of the names. Yes, please. Uh, so we've mentioned uh, there's one called Dynamite. Dynamite. Who's the youngest? Uh, I think the youngest gladiator on this new show. Yes. There's a Nitro, uh, correct? Yeah, I think so. Dynamite with this one, um, like the view. What do you say? Six million. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, like the viewership was really high for Dynamite, but I have a feeling it's going to drop off. Who else? <laughs> what's the uh, what's the demo? Yeah, <laughs> demo god. Sabers oh. for the dads, hundred percent. Sabers the new jet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what they're doing. One of them was for the moms. If I was looking at my wife, Jesus Christ, there was one lad that came out and she was just, like the kids were like, "Whoa, look at her!" And I was like, "Yeah." 
Like, uh, you're not the only one in this room marking out for someone's body. Um, Apollo, he's that ma- like six foot six lad. Yeah. Uh, I also love the facts I've discovered on BBC's website. Uh, Apollo can jump 2.8 meters from standing. That's longer than a ping pong table. <laughs> also, they, they do it in a weird way. Like, do it with things that you could get your head around. Mm. Bionic, who I don't think we've seen yet. He's been no. safe for show number two, obviously. Um, Bionic can deadlift 300 kilos. That's just impressive. Mm-hmm. That's the same as 66 PS5 consoles. Right, you've not made that seem... You've made that seem less impressive now. No, I disagree, right? I like... Do you know what? I, I love it when TV does this. Why hasn't Comet got anything either? Comet. Comet loves to walk on her hands. What? what? <laughs> well, I can't do that, can you? Like... Six, how many? 66 PS5s? Yeah. Oh, I want to see somebody do that. Like, you've you've given me the equivalent. Now, now Magic of Television, acquire 66 PS5s. And yeah, lift, okay. Lift them up. You know those diet shows when it's uh, like, yeah, you think you like cakes and burgers <laughs> and pizza and chips? Well, this is what it looks like in your body. And then they just mash it, it all together table. and put it in a big Everything tip. looks bad on there. Yeah, like, and it's all like squashed together. Now, would you want to eat this uh, pizza cake? Well, no. Because the cake's got pepperoni in it now. Yeah. Well, I like, I just want to eat them separately. <laughs> I wouldn't want to eat a fruit salad if it was covered in soup. Yeah, exactly. But uh, both those things together, uh, separately, fine. Dynamite can lift 160 kilos. That's the same as six and a half bags of cement. What? <laughs> uh, Electro can squat 100 kilos. That's the same. I guess. But you can't. 106 kilos. 100, 100 kilos. 100 kilos. Electro squat. Uh, they used to measure a lot of stuff in bags of sugar. Is there anything in that? Oh, good. Uh, that's the same as standing up while carrying 12 watermelons. Okay. okay. Um, oh, that's good. They, uh, Fury's awesome. First ever deaf gladiator. Loved that. Yeah, she was goaded as well. She uh, she kicked him ass. Giant. I mean, Giant doesn't need anything. Just look at him. Yeah. Eats over 10,000 calories a day. Yes. Well, I, well, I can do that. So, there was somebody uh, where it was like, yeah, yeah. So, like, eats eight meals or something. And I was like, oh, so am I a gladiator now? Legend. Yeah, triple jump over 50 feet. That's longer than double-decker bus. That's impressive. That is cool. I like Legend as well. Nitro can do a standing vertical jump of 42 inches. That's higher than 10 drink cans. <laughs> drink cans? Drink cans of normal drink. Yeah. <laughs> hey, which gladiator is that? Uh, Nitro. Nitro. I was just thinking if we could get Nitro on our next I like Phantom. I like Phantom with the AJ Phantom. hood. That was the one my wife liked because of the hood. Yeah, Phantom. Steel can lift 220 kilos. That's the same as... 220 kilos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like three original Xboxes. Oof, good. Three and a half washing machines. <laughs> Final one, Viper, the GOAT, obviously. Yeah, love Viper. Uh, got DQ'd by new star referee Mark Clattenburg, he of Premier League fame, of He course. of the Northeast, by the yes. way. Yes. Went to school, went to the same school as one of my good friends, and I believe lives... Where, like, about two streets away from where I used to live. They've all done these interviews. How would you describe yourself? Uh, did you watch the original Gladiators? Blah, blah, blah. All these, giving these lovely uh, descriptions, all long answers. You know, because they're, they're Gladiators, but they've got a nice side to yeah, a lot yeah. of them. <laughs> Not Viper. Uh, did you watch the original Gladiators? Uh, were you a fan of any particular people? Guess what? I liked Wolf. He was the baddie. Now I'm the baddie. <laughs> Tell us about your character, Viper. Viper's mean... Moody, sneaky, and powerful. What are some of your most memorable moments from filming? It just says grunt. <laughs> what do you think of the referees? Another grunt. Oof. Oh, there's going to be trouble ahead between Viper and the referees, I think. I'm into, like, in terms of performers of, like, should we say chiseled frames, mm-hmm. 
Like I've had 20 odd years of one Viper and about 20 minutes of the other. And the latter is my favorite. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Got to be honest. Anyway, let's get to this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. It came to us from the Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln, Nebraska. I want to give him a bit of a pass because did you see the weather in America over the weekend? Yeah. Um, actually, another tangent. We'll get to back to SmackDown Please in a second. Do. Did you see how bad the weather was in some of the NFL games over the weekend? I really got into it. Are you setting up a joke? No, no, no. How oh, bad no. was it? No, no, I didn't see it. I think one of the games, maybe like the Bills and the Steelers, has mm. had to be suspended because of... Uh, let me see if I can find a photo of this, of how bad the weather was for them to say. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's find another picture. <laughs> we, we've got a tiny bit of cold today in the UK. Yeah, yeah. that was how. That was where oh, they went. Oh playing. my god, that's Buffalo, right? That is what they call a whiteout, right? Like right. snow. But that got called off. I'll tell you what game didn't get called off. Kansas City. Uh, it was Kansas City. Um, who were they taking on? I do apologise now. I've, I've managed to lose the our playoff picture. Ah, the Miami Dolphins. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to see some pictures? Uh, first of all, <laughs> you want to describe what you're looking at right here? <laughs> oh, my God. There's an American footballer who, like, you know when you blow out in the winter and you see your breath in the air, it appears as if there is steam coming out of his head and eyes and mouth like he's a New York City sewer lid. Yes. Um, do you want to see one of the coaches from this game? Yeah. Andy Reid, he of... Kansas City. Not the ex-Sunderland midfielder. <laughs> He's got a frosty moustache. And you know it's cold when beer does that. Oh, yeah. They froze solid. That is... It was minus 20 how's, Celsius. How's that like... That's like, um, you know, that bit on... It's like an old... I don't... I can't, like, fathom that. You know, there's that gag on... It's either brass... I think it's the day-to-day... Where somebody is sorry, minus twenty Fahrenheit, minus twenty Celsius would be insane. Somebody is killed by a frozen jet of piss that comes out of a plane yes. and then like freezes on its way down to earth and it stabs somebody in the head. Like that's what that beer looks like. But that would have been in their hand. Mm. I, I like the idea of making a beer popsicle, a beersicle. <laughs> Watch this. Finally, we'll, we will get back to SmackDown in a second. Watch this. Okay, so that is, I assume, a freezer at Arrowhead, mm-hmm. right? Watch what happens when you take a bottle of water out of the fridge. Yeah. Sorry. Take it out there. Look, there's a bottle of smart water, and that's just in the normal conditions now. <gasps> that's a work. That has got to be a work. What am I watching here? Is that science in action? The, the re- refrigerator was keeping the drinks warm. That is mad. Send me the link of that water bottle freezing up. That's, uh, that stuff fascinates me because I... I was so thick at science at school that I can't understand how something can be so cold and we can live amongst it. Mm. Like, in my mind, like, if a bit of... Still a bloke with his top off, though. Of course. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Insane. Like, in my mind, if you sort of... Like, if a little bit of saliva escaped your mouth, mm. it would freeze to your face, and then peeling it off would rip your skin away, like if you licked a <laughs> lamppost in the ice. Oh, yeah. Speaking of snowy conditions, I want to shout out Erin uh, Durham at Bull713 who tweeted us after the SmackDown preview podcast when I name-checked Boise, Idaho. I think I I believe in conversations about places where, like, Roman Reigns wouldn't necessarily show up. Yes. Uh, Not to neg Boise, Idaho, put them over for the potatoes, 
but just said like, oh, you know, it's, it's just not a week in uh, Boise, Idaho. And Erin uh, sent us a picture of Boise, Idaho on Friday. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Erin. I'd like to go to Boise, Idaho one day. Yeah. Never been. Never been to Idaho. Oh, no, it wasn't minus 20 degrees C. Jesus Christ. Minus 20 degrees C? Yeah. So that's like got to be... 20 below freezing. What's that in the in Fahrenheit, in the big numbers? I don't know, but it was very funny because Taylor Swift was at the game and someone made a sign that said feeling like minus 22. Oh, very good. One final bit of uh, NFL knowledge for you. Go on, then. Before we get to it. Hashtag fins up. Um, a lot of people talking. I've, I've really gotten into I, This is the time of year I get into my fo- football. Yeah. I'm very much breeding the black at this time <laughs> of year. Casual fan breeding the black. I uh, may have booked off the Monday after the Super Bowl. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm off the whole week, but... Uh, When's that, then? Um, February time. Oh, God. Don't worry, I'm not missing any big papes. Oh, thank God. Whew. That, that was exactly where my brain went. I was like, Rumble, Elimination Chain, what are we talking about here? The Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. uh, one of my, uh, the, the Colts are always my team. Right. But I like the Detroit Lions because they were the ones I got to see play the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. At Wembley. NFL London. About 10 years ago, this mm-hmm. was. Uh, and they came back from 21 down to win 22 21. Uh, the Falcons missed a last minute field goal. Oh. They tried to ace the kicker in it or something like that. Ice I don't know. Ice the kicker. Um, but I like the D- D- Detroit Lions hold a very sp- uh, special place in my heart. Um, did you know they, they got the win um, last night, um, which means they'll go on to face. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking I'm on the wrong side here because it's not going to get buys if you're a certain okay. level of. I think they'll face the winner of Tampa Bay and. Is that right? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team of the second worst mat on the internet. <laughs> and who's who that? Second worst range. Did you hear that? Second worst. So, is this it? Oh, that might, no, that's from last time. <laughs> that's got the Patriots in it. That's not this year. Um, is this it? They will play. Oh, the winner of the Eagles versus. Are we going to make the mid roll ad before we talked about SmackDown? <laughs> yeah. The First Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, unless that's already happened. <laughs> Um, but uh, they are infamous for their losing record. I think they'd made this the they made the playoffs nine previous times, or this was the ninth Who's time. This? Detroit, okay, Detroit Lions is this? Detroit Lions, yeah. yeah. Um, oh no, the Steelers, uh, Steelers Bills is tonight, and the Eagles Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Monday. Well, we you know what? You know when people, you know when people ask us. Sometimes in the Q&A, which you can watch later on YouTube oh. or listen to later on the podcast feed, wherever you get them. You know, people ask us, like, because every now and then we'll divert a little bit and people are like, you guys should do a podcast on da-da-da. This is why we don't podcast about <laughs> things we're totally ill-informed about. The Eagles are playing the Buccaneers Tuesday, 1 o'clock in the morning, basically. You're going to watch it? See if, no. Um, to see who... Oh, so it's going head-to-head with Raw? Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah, the, the ratings are going to be dreadful for the yeah. coming... I was just thinking you could split screen it, couldn't you? Another, <laughs> another perfect night. Yeah, Americans, right? I'm gonna. This. I don't think this is a very popular take amongst us Brits, but I am starting to think that they might have sports uh, right. Sidgwick reminded me of a of a Vegas memory. Um, the other, you talking about this about the playoffs and the, getting excited about the Super Bowl and the like. Uh, I'll fight for snooker in the same way you'll fight for cricket. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. And we both make the same noise about those spots. <laughs> but, like, cricket and snooker feel be- like intrinsically English sports. Yes. I know, like, Americans watch the odd bit of snooker and they're like billiards. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure, like, there are elements of 
the joy that you might get out of cricket that our American oh. listeners would get out of baseball. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Nation's yeah. pastime, right? Like, they feel very much linked to their countries. So there's, like, you know, we're, we're as same as we are different, or whatever that phrase is. But Cedric reminded me of, like, just how high we were on life and sports, getting some food. I think it was after, it was, was it just before Double or Nothing, I think, when we were out in Vegas? We'd gone to a sports bar uh, to get some food very near to where, um, to T-Mobile, uh, where the Double or Nothing mm. pay-per-view was. And it was one of them bars where there's, like, six separate sports games. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, they're great, aren't they? Because you can, and, like, by the way, there was this, Sid, you'll remember the, the teams, perhaps, but the basketball game that we watched. Check it out, last May, weekend of, like, whatever date Double or Nothing was, there was some, like, unbelievable, like, last-minute clincher. Buzzer beer. Oh, it was unreal. Like, we were in, like, locked in for the last minute and a half, and it was just dagot. But what was also Dago is one of the only times I've liked Dad Dogs because they had a sport on and it was like, never mind SmackDown, this was Splashdown. It was dogs jumping into a pool competitively. <laughs> I am not lying to you here. And it was absolutely gripping. So it was like, I can't remember if the object was to catch a ball as it went in, like throw a ball, dogs running down like a diving board or running, like running down a pool edge. <laughs> And it, like, it would run really, really. And then it would jump in, the, and then they would do the slow motion jump. And they were like, I think they would analyze the jump, or if the dog caught the ball, okay. how it rose. Might even been a long jump component to it, nice. like how far the dog could jump Very good. to reach the ball. And it was captivating. It was like, wow, I wonder if that dog, dog can jump further than that <laughs> dog. Let's measure it. It was, I'm going to have to, like, if you want to start a SmackDown, I'll get the... Well, the I just want to tell you about name. the Detroit Lions. Oh, sorry, right, right, right. Because... This, it was, they've had a nine-game postseason losing streak. Right. Which means this is their first playoff win in 32 years. Wow. So I saw this tweet that said, realize, it's from NFL memes on Twitter, realizing this is the first time in history someone has ever sent a text message about the Lions winning a playoff game. Wow. That's the level of tech there. What's, um, what would you say that you're... Chesterfield equivalent would be because as a Sunderland fan, mine would probably be we have only played in Europe uh, once and we won the FA Cup in 1973. So we had a cup of coffee in Europe. Well, like, I think we beat some like part time team abroad and then lost the rest of our games yeah. in like a, I don't know, UEFA Cup group game, whatever it would have been. So <laughs> 1973 74 season is what I'm getting to. That would have been the last. So never in my lifetime have we played in Europe. So Christ knows what you couldn't do. You could probably barely watch the game in colour back then. But, like, what would be the Chesterfield equivalent of that? Like, so, did you, were you in the championship at any point? No, the highest we've ever got is League One. In your League lifetime. One playoffs. League One, so there you go, League One playoffs. I was tempted to say the Colts, because ever since I've started supporting them, it doesn't seem to be going so well, to be very <laughs> honest. But I think it'd have to be one of those, like, you know, like they've got the... Dog connect- diving. <laughs> the dog, c- tape measures alongside the pool, something to catch, dog diving. Absolutely goaded. Sorry, carry on, Chesterfield, League One. It'd probably be like one of those, you know, like... Because didn't Roman Reigns play in, like, the Canadian Football League? Uh, the Rock did. The C- Rock may have done, yeah. CFL dropout. I think it'd be one of those, because we're <laughs> certainly not. Because obviously <laughs> they've just got the big... There's no promotional relegation in the NFL. It's just, yeah. there's the teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't pay us enough, we'll just move to another city. I think there's something about the Dolphins in the playoffs, you know. Like, I think they've gone... Well, not uh, anymore. Well, no, no, not now. <laughs> there's some, they've gone, like... Uh, a, a long, long time outside the playoffs. They've certainly not never made a Super Bowl in Christ knows how long. Mm. And yet, when like the UK's first exposure to the NFL via Channel 4's coverage in the late 80s was all about the Dolphins, was it not? And Ace Ventura, of course. Well, indeed. Uh, <laughs> and the branding. Just the, the gorgeous, yeah. like green and orange colour scheme. 
Go, Snowflake, let's go! <laughs> Still remember Ace Ventura. Oh my God. Anyway, SmackDown uh, started yeah. with a big recap, of course, of the triple threat and one contenders what, match. What are we on? How long? Uh, 20 odd minutes. Jesus Christ, mate. Bloodline interfered, no cotton tests, and then they said it's a four way. Yeah. Cut back to the show. Uh, Theory and Waller have made their entrance. Here comes Cameron Grimes for the match, and we were like, oh, is he going to turn it No, he got jumped. Yeah. <laughs> the match never happened. But it was a bigger story. Again, I, partially in my head, I thought. They've completely had to reorganise this show because that's the weather conditions. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, um, so Jimmy yeah. Uso and Solo attack. Uh, they also chase off Waller and Theory, who are like, I don't want anything to do with the bloodline, thanks. Mm. Paul Heyman's got a mic. Uh, he says, we're not the bad guys here. It's that bloody James Bond wannabe, the SmackDown GM, forget his name. Um, uh, he made that fatal four-way at the Rumble, a match where it's practically guaranteed the title's going to change hands. Uh-huh. Um Anyway, the SmackDown GM comes down, gets on the apron, grabs the mic out of Paul Heyman's hand. Uh, Paul Heyman stops from getting involved in all this. And the SmackDown GM says, this isn't a conversation between equals. I like the fact he's got a bit of something mm, about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rumble matches a done deal. This is the second time in two weeks that the Bloodline have ruined a match. Well, they won't ruin the main event because the Bloodline's going to be in it. It's going to be AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight versus... Jimmy Solo and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And I thought... Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he went, yeah, Roman's not here. <laughs> and SmackDown GM says, typical. Roman's once again started something he doesn't want to finish. So you know what? It's going to be a three-on-three match. Good luck, Jimmy and Solo. You're going to have to find a new partner before the main event. For a split second, I thought Paul Heyman was going to wrestle. I Right. I want to praise something. And then later on, as we kind of arrive at this match later on, I want to go a bit deeper. But I just want to praise now. Leave the rest for a bit. How much I'm loving the Bloodline and SmackDown GM's interactions, whether it's with Paul Heyman, which would be one thing because you could almost be a bit of a flat track bully if you were constantly getting in Heyman's face and then never really rising to Roman Reigns. But he does. He's gone into his office and he sat down face to face with him and said, It's the, that old apprentice clip. I am your boss. You're not the boss of me. I am your boss. <laughs> right? Like, he is not backing down from the Bloodline. And what's sort of, you have to maybe take a leap kayfabe-wise, but it's not the SmackDown general manager's job to make right what has basically happened over the last three years, which is the bloodline getting away with absolute murder. It's his job to try and stop it now. Mm -hmm. Like, he can't change the fact that for years and years and years there's been interference that's kind of gone unchecked. There's Triple H being like, yeah, it's kind of what I would have done, actually. (laughs) He's here now to be like, I don't want it to happen anymore. I'm chasing justice in this unjust world that you've created while uh, Osman Pierce has done a lousy job of staying on top of you. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's not going to work every time. You can't be the babyface authority figure and just get your own way 100 times out of 100. Wrestling's like supposed to be like a soapy drama as well as physical combat. But I love that that's the stall they're trying mm. to set out. I don't know where it goes, and I don't know if ultimately he is... Like, I think, if if it's me, you haven't asked, if it's me, I say, Cody finishes from the story at WrestleMania, and as part of Roman's further descent into whatever madness awaits post-Roman Reigns world champion, he looks to blame. He looks to isolate people that he can, and you can include the SmackDown general manager as a member of that, like, the, as if there was some sort of big conspiracy against the tribal chief, and how dare you come at me when this is, like, 
my island of elevancy that you have been a special guest on whatever have that be like a post wrestlemania thing but have it the whole way be that no i'm actually going to put my foot down when it comes to your nonsense because that is going to protect the integrity of the wrestlemania main event it's going to do this and it's going to do this and if and when roman loses then you kind of tease the smackdown general manager perhaps back into action yeah i really like that and i i agree with the whole smackdown gm thing and big picture if we just take the rock out of it whatever reason, whatever Please. you want to do with yeah. with with him and, and Roman and Bloodline, Tribal Chief, et cetera, et cetera. Put that to one side. You can see, you could, like, my concern was, how oh, bloody hell are they going to get to next year's WrestleMania or even bloody SummerSlam when they do what they do at WrestleMania 39. But they were right and let it play out, obviously. <laughs> um, whereas now, you can see, and you can do this maybe a little bit better than what I'm about to, this is not the way that I think they should do it exactly, but... Mm. Punk wins the Rumble. He's the favourite. We talked about it on the, the news, me and Andy. Punk wins the Rumble. He calls his shot against Seth. And Roman's like, sweet. I think I'll have a night off, actually, yeah. at WrestleMania. And the SmackDown GM, forget what his name is, uh, comes in and goes, you're going to have a night off. We are going to have an elimination chamber match to determine your opponent. Because you don't want him to just hand it to, yeah. to Cody. And um, he says, in the chamber is going to be the three people you've screwed out of the title to, at, the Rome, at the Royal Rumble this week or whatever they decide to, to execute this. Because pretty tight turnaround, if I remember rightly, from the chamber, from the Rumble to chamber. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I'm not going to list ev- all six, but you get you get Eleanor, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Solo Sokoa. Wins mm-hmm. a qualifier, let's say. Yeah. And Roman's like, you got to go in there, play spoiler, and then I can you, still have a night off. You know your job. That's You're not putting Jimmy in there. No. No. He's busy saving him for Jay and what have you. So that's how he's taken out the main event picture of mm-hmm. WrestleMania because he's fight, busy getting killed by his brother, basically. Yep. Solo loses in the chamber, and Roman's like, you're a failure. You're on, he's like, you're on your own then, mate. And that's how he goes in completely alone. But have them say, <laughs> SmackDown GM, whatever your bloody name is, so you're just putting together a big chamber full of losers. I'm just beating three of them. Solo's not lose, obviously, but yeah, yeah. And SmackDown GM, whatever his name is, is going to say, and they put in a couple of other people from SmackDown. Kevin Owens, for example, that uh, that Roman's already beaten previously. I know he's beaten Cody, but shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Owens is a good one. And then having the SmackDown GM, whatever his name is, especially considering his history, saying. I've got someone else in. Uh, I've done a bit of a deal with uh, Postman Pierce, and I've got a Raw star to come over. It's Cody. It's just perfect in terms yeah. of him going, you're not having it all your own way, mate. Yeah. And it, uh, he's fighting for the health of his show, right? Yeah. Like in storyline, he's fighting for the good of SmackDown. Since he took the job, he's not on some sort of cynical quest to dethrone Roman Reigns. He wants his title back. Yes. Like he, he is kind of... In a way that Triple H never did, because he just couldn't square that circle when they launched that title. He is acknowledging, acknowledge, that the belt has been taken hostage at this point, rather than the champion is this. Like, WWE are trying to do both as a company. Mm-hmm. It's like every time he passes, like, another milestone, all right? So, oh, my God, he's done it. But in kayfabe, like, <laughs> general manager, like, quick thing on that. You know, like, the, I understand that, like, after WrestleMania, touch wood, there'll be a tremendous article called uh, Roman Reigns Title Defences in Order of Greatness, uh, written, by Michael, one. written by Michael Hamflit of whatculture.com forward slash WWE. And I understand that article's been sat on ice for 12 months, <laughs> and, he's only, and he's only had to add three more entries to it. Like, I think I want to do something about that as an authority figure in the storyline. Yeah, go yeah. do something about that. Like, I do like that a lot. I uh, Over the weekend, I thought of a pretty cool moment for a WrestleMania 40 Cody Rhodes-Roman Reigns match. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. 
you know, obviously they, they've got to redo the solo back in the hoodie on the apron type deal, haven't they? Not again, but like this time Cody's mindful of it and ducks or whatever. I elbow solo out of the way. The night before, Jey Uso has defeated Jimmy Uso and has beaten him clean as well and is like trying to beat some sense into him. And Jimmy Uso comes out and like he's like Cody's dealt with solo, but Jimmy's there ready to uncork a super kick and then just doesn't. And like <gasps> he's had to learn the hard way of taking a beating off his brother the night before that this is not the way. And it's Jimmy Uso like goes to super kick and then just holds his arms up and rolls out. And Roman's looking at him in like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing, man? And like that's, and then. I genuinely think, and we're going to WrestleMania, both of us. Mm-hmm. We talked about this live show as announced today. Um, live tickets, the tickets go on sale on Friday. Oh, my God. Close more about that close to the time. I genuinely think, and we'll be quite far away because, uh, you know, <laughs> we're not made of money. It's a hot ticket. Yeah. Um, I think if they do those so- the Solo Sokoa spike spot into a Roman Reigns spear, yep. and Cody Rhodes not only kicks out, but does the Roman Reigns low blow at the same time, I think I might just pass out. Oh, I'm just blacking out thinking about it, Wilbur. I didn't even consider that. How do you expect me to talk about the rest of SmackDown? Slash everything else we've got to do today. <laughs> uh, anyway, after the break... That's unbelievable. That is... Um, I'm, I'm going to stick my... I never normally do that. I might tweet that later. Oh, Jesus Call Christ. Call me butter, baby. I'm going to get ruined by The Rock being involved in the main event, probably. Call me butter, baby. I'm on a roll-up. That's the uh, Fed equivalent. <laughs> um, post-break, Jimmy's like... God's sake, we're never going to find a tag partner solo. No one likes us. Heyman says, uh, um, I'm, I'm sure there's loads of people who want to be in the bloodline. I'll fix this. Jimmy's worried. Solo, not not concerned. Yeah. More on this later. Then we get uh, the match between the, well, I suppose, the LWO and the new LWO. Yeah. Uh, he sort of formed his own little group now. LWO Wolfpack. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was uh, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro versus Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Santos Escobar on commentary. Uh, early on, the LWO are in control. They hit a nice stereo dive onto the heels on the outside. No Joaquin Wilde NXT spot here. Not I quite. I assume they're saving that for yeah. the pape or something. Um, the heels take over those. We go into break, and when we come back, uh, they're dominating. Double team moves. They got a two count on Del Toro off the back of one of them. Um, Garza comes in, um, but uh, Del Toro gets the hot tag to Wild. He takes out Garza. Spike DDT for a two count. Um, Wild gets thrown off the top um, by Ankel and Umberto. Uh, and Carrillo hit a oof, sit-out powerbomb for a two count. Garza also came in and super-kicked Wild. Um the LWO get back in control, though. A corkscrew plancher from Del Toro onto Carrillo oh on the outside. God. Carlito's music hits. Uh, Escobar stands up and doesn't see him coming. He gets jumped. They brawl through the crowd. And you think, this distraction is going to let the LWO win. No. Uh, Angel Garza rolls up wild, holds onto the ropes, and gets the one, two, three for his team. Mixed feelings on this, because I was really into the match uh, in spite of myself. I had a, a niggling feeling, and I've tried to articulate this on several podcasts, and I think, like... I never want it to come across like I am not checking my privilege about how fun it is to be able to do this for a living. Yeah. But when you cover and watch the amount of wrestling we do, and look, I'm not going to pretend that like AW and WWE are so different, and that's the scope of our coverage ultimately, that it's like, and we watch wrestling from everywhere. Like, I watch what I can. Yes. But in terms of like what we talk about, it's it's North American style with various different things that WWE and AEW apply to that North American style. And I did think this match was going to be one of them ones that was just going to be wrestling happening in front of me. And they sort of got me into it. Mm. Like, I like this um, LWO 
LWO Wolfpack story. Uh, Santos Escobar is just, I think, just a captivating character that they are giving, and you know how WWE goes through the gears here. So he gets his heel turn, you get each and every one of your promo, you get the big singles win, then you put him on commentary, and you're seeing them. This is like the trials of a new single star, basically. And yeah. I think for the most part... I like Carlito him. returns as well, despite the fact he returned on NXT the other Oh, day. yeah, he returns as much as he wants. <laughs> like, he returned at Backlash, and then six months later he returned. Yeah. Like, this is Carlito's crack at the moment. But uh, it, there was a point, it was the corkscrew plancher, where I was just like, you have put all of this stuff in the right place. Yeah. I am really on the hook here. Like, this is not just, here's the moves we do. You, you make the point, right, that we didn't get. This, they're going to save the NXT high spot for another day. A bigger stage, probably. And the point is, you can't just... I think the use of it in NXT was quite smart, because it brought NXT into the online conversation. But there are a bunch of people that will have never seen that. And there'll be a day for it. And it might even be something like WrestleMania. There will be a day for that spot, and today was not that day. But something like the corkscrew plancher, and I really like sort of the stiff like powerbomb towards the end. Really, really great. And then I felt like the finish was a little bit of a cop-out. It's like you want Carlito for the pop, but you need the heels to win. I, th- I can see where they're coming from, though. Like, they don't want to give them, they want to say, well, well you know, they, they're always cutting corners, and they're slowly going to build to this six-man. Yeah. Which may slowly build to a dream match at WrestleMania 40 that we keep booking. Yeah. No offense to, I mean, you could suppose you could have a minute and make it a, what, eight man? We want, we want, we want Mysterials, we want Bunnies, we want, yeah, oh. this to be the, the, the lot, don't we? This is the cherry on top of the ice and on top of the cake. Yeah. If they put all these people together. But yeah, long term, I think they keep having to cut corners right up until they get to WrestleMania, yeah. where you either get Santos and Ray or. Oh my God. Santos and Dominic Mysterio. Versus Ray and Bad Bunny. That's the move. That's <laughs> the move. Come on, that's the move. It was what we want. So I think this is this is all part of. Yes, yeah, no, it's. I, suppose. A, I, I don't. That's. It, I don't hate the direction, truthfully, but I just it felt a little bit of a damp squib off the back of the match that I thought the yeah. wrestlers themselves worked hard. They know they've got an uphill battle because all of them. The reality is, all of them are the henchmen a little bit. Yeah, and it's like Triple H has got away with these stables where. He does try, try, try and get them over as singles guys, but then what you sometimes get is the Imperium thing where, like, Giovanni Vinci, a bit of a shagger. Like, <laughs> he's not as good in the matches at, like, sort of highlighting the, yeah. the individual prowess of the wrestlers. Yeah. And I thought that's what this match was doing. And it was like, right, get to the F-word finish so that we can carry on the bigger story. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, we have a meeting backstage in the uh, SmackDown GM's office. I forget what his name is. Um... And he's there with Carmelo Hayes of NXT, who's made uh, sporadic uh, SmackDown appearances. Yeah. Uh, before we can find out what's going on, though, he's sort of referencing the Rumble, perhaps. Um, Theory and Waller come in, uh, and they, they're bell ends, of course. Yeah. And Melo's talking about how often he beats Grayson Waller, and a match gets set up, basically. I don't know if this is always planned, or three different people couldn't make it through the huge snow banks or whatever, but yeah. Uh, an impromptu theory versus Melo match was set for later, although didn't really go to plan. No, I, do you know what? Until we started recording and talked for 20 minutes about weather and gladiators and NFL, I hadn't considered how much of an impact the snow might have made on this. Maybe I was uh, possibly too offline over the weekend to factor that in. But well, at least it's got better. I've just checked uh, weather for uh, Nebraska, uh, minus 21. What is, what is um, Google weather... Philadelphia, April 6th and 7th, is it? Are those the dates? Something like that. I'll just put weather... Phil- nope. That's April. auto-corrected to Philippines. What's the, what's the thing they call uh, the weather on American news? There's always like a really cool American weather word for it, and I can't remember. Oh. I'll find this out. Uh, highs of 19 degrees, lows of 8 degrees. Ah, in Very April. UK weather, that. Not for April, but... Ah. Take that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I can't find it. There's a really cool word they use on the news for the weather, and I can't think what it is. Our meteorologist. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a website called American Weather. Where are we? Oh, yeah. Logan Paul is obviously not there. Mm. Uh, he's got a black eye. He says he might sue Kevin Owens because of what he did to him. He got this, I think they showed a clip of him getting chinned. Yeah. Uh, it was Owens cast, of course. He calls him a cheater and says, he's gonna have, if I'm going to have a match for you, and you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to win the match without your cast. Aye, okay. And Owens later on said, uh, "You want to call it an unfair advantage? That's fine. You all know that I've got a broken hand. I need this. It's not an advantage I'm trying to get. Uh, but if you really want to talk about this, Kevin Owens show next week. Okay. Well, he was disgusted by the way having him on the Kevin Owens show. But uh, yeah, I've got a very special place in my heart for a certain KO show. So yeah, they're gonna um. They're going to lay out next week what they kind of try to have as the undercurrent here, aren't they? Logan Paul, the hypocrite, saying that cast on your hand is a lethal weapon. What's inside under your skin, Logan Paul? Yep. Like, you've got a far worse weapon that you can use every single time in every single match, and they're probably going to have him knock out Owens in the KO show next week to remind you of that. Owens, the babyface, being forced to take off this cast he needs. Logan Paul untaping the hand and blasting Owens in the face with his knockout punch. That's, that's not a bad little detail for the Rumble yeah. match, is it? Um, then we got a video. The British lads have gone for some coffee. Uh, yeah. For some reason. The lads go to Good Brews. Um, and Tyler, good, the Good Brews Birmingham branch. Tyler Bate is, has uh, bought fancy coffees for him. Got Birmingham content for you after this. Oh. Anyway. Um, they said, it was, he said, free fun beating up pretty deadly. Yes, me. Yes, uh, me. Last week. And mm-hmm. um, Bush is like, shut up. <laughs> and he's like, we could, uh, we could team up. We could meditate together. And Bush is like, yeah, it was 
fun, but I know we've got a history, but no. Um, Tyler Bates, like, <laughs> no, no, let's show them what British Strong Style is all about. Maybe I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said. Maybe you don't need to be Butch anymore. Maybe you can get your old name. Maybe you can be Pete Dunn. Maybe you're done being Butch, Pete. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's time for him to give his, get his old name back. He's saying dog days are over. Indeed. Uh, I, this was like... Smackdown's going to go from having two big dogs to having none. I know. The death of the W brand. Uh, maybe that's why I like Smackdown GM so much. <laughs> get rid of all the dogs on the show. Um, <laughs> I... We have predisposed to enjoy this on Tuesdays. I am uh, yeah, I'm ready and round to go for less wrestling, more skits and bits on NXT. And to a point I am on SmackDown, this just wasn't very convincing. Like, I get it, but I don't think you need... Here's my call out to Triple H, the game. Far be it for me teaching my game out suck eggs. But you don't need to do vignettes and a six-week reprogramming storyline to just call Butch Pete Dunn again. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I understand that you think everything needs some sort of law. Yeah. Tyler Bate, like, is backstage, right? Are we ready, Pete? And Pete Dunn's like, what'd you just call me? And, he, and Tyler Bate goes, oh, sorry, Butch. And Pete's like, and I like that first one better. Done. <laughs> like, tick, tick, tick. Like, d- nobody will. Two and multiplied like, by 10 plus one, Pete Dunn. There you go. We're giving you two suggestions rather than six weeks of coffee and yoga. I, I although. Although. New tag team, mm. the Brummy Baristas. All right, I'm back on board. Now, speaking of which, uh, we talked before about a fondness for Birmingham. Better better latte than never. That's pretty good. It's better written down, I think, actually. I think it does, especially if it's misspelled. <laughs> uh, um, we'll, keep, we'll, we'll keep workshopping this. The, I saw a clip on X over the weekend, fabulously quote-tweeted by a young girl, I think of about 21, 22, and this was what got it the numbers. Imagine logging on to Twitter over the weekend and seeing your dad do a roly-poly at the match. And it was like a dad in his 50s or something and some like lads are going nuts at like a last-minute winner. It's one of them limbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and like they're in the concourse and he's just doing a forward roll on the floor of a concourse celebrating. And there's a point where like, oh, he's had a weekend away and he's got a bit pissed. <laughs> and his team's won. And she's like, that's my dad. <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? But so I'm reading the comments. And uh, I think it must have been a West Midlands related team or something because there was a word used to describe this action he was taking that I, I yeah, 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 your light bulbs has gone off above yeah. your head because you spent time living in Birmingham and yeah. my roots are down there. So I have members of my family who said this word when I was about 89 years old. I was like, if you'll excuse me, what the f*** are you talking about? <laughs> and it's so isolated to the West Midlands, isn't oh it? Oh my God. Adam Wilborn, tell the world, tell the whole friggin' world that once you're eating your cheese cob, yeah. And you've gone and said, see you later, Bob. What are you doing if you choose to do a forward roll as you leave the house? You're not doing a forward roll. You are not. You're doing a gamble. A gamble. And I had not seen gamble. Like, and I, this is not me on a TV show chanting for somebody to risk the money. Gamble. Gamble. Uh, bullseye. Take a forward roll to win yeah. the speedboat. Gamble is a West Midlands word for forward roll, isn't it? Indeed. Cheese cob. Boston. Boston. Boston Steve Austin. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to work on something. Coffee. Give me some time on coffee shops and bruiserweights. Bruiserweights! Oh, there you go. Good, the good bruiserweights! <laughs> That's it, isn't it? The good bruiserweights. Tick. Well, uh, that'd be some good, good bruise. But I'll tell you what some bad bruise is. Yeah. Bailey's losing control of damage control. We got there. She faced Bianca Belair. Um, yeah. 
Obviously, they're, they're kind of evenly matched. Uh-huh. If Bailey doesn't try to cheat all the time. Yeah. Uh, but she did. Uh, Bailey fought back after Belair was in control early on. Hit a trio of... No, sorry. Belair hit a trio of body slams. Um, Bailey tripped her up um, and sort of takes the ref. She's hung on the second rope. Takes the ref. Normally, this is a spot where, well, the Bailey character on the outside would cheap shot yep. Bianca Belair, but damage control was just out there going, I'm not doing anything. And she was yep. like, guys, what are you doing? Why haven't you helped me here? And her saying, guys, cheat, draws the referee yeah. to, what you doing? Oh, you doing nothing. Oh, okay. Um, so Belair comes back into it, takes back over. Um, she hit a splash on Bailey to take us to break. When we come back, Belair's in trouble. She fights out, hits a spine buster, uh, lands a shoulder block. Bailey comes back with a running knee and then ties Bianca Belair's braid to the bottom rope, runs at her, mm-hmm. but Belair uses her own braid to trip Bailey and free herself. I want to give it. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll agree. Agree. Me and Andy both agree. We really like that spot. Um, Bailey comes back by sending Belair into the ring post. Um, Belair gets Bailey up for a KOD on the outside, but then just hoys her into the ring post instead. Um, Belair hit a vertical suplex back in the ring on Bailey, who went for the braid. Belair just used it and chinned Bailey instead. <laughs> Belair hits a backbreaker to get a two count. Goes for the springboard moonsault, but Bailey catches her and runs her into the corner. Belair fires back, though, and hits the moonsault. Near fall. Belair gets Bailey up for the KOD. Bailey counters, goes up top, elbow drop, two count. Tries to roll up Belair for the win using the ropes, but the referee stops her. Belair rolls to the outside, and Bailey goes, here's the chance. Takes the referee again. Get her! Damage control, not involved whatsoever. That frustrates Bailey. Um, who sort of got. Yells at him, turns around, gets speared by Bianca Belair. KOD, one, two, three. Bianca Belair quite rightly wins. Yeah, right. So the booking of the damage Katarl, we're not interfering thing, was a little bit on the nose, but like, you know, that's quite fitting because it was Triple H in charge of it. I'm going to let that one slide because, uh, and I say let it slide, like it's not bad booking, just the way it was illustrated, WWE kind of like lay it on very thick for you. Yes. Like they want the very last person in the very last, uh, like, corner chair, armchair of a living room, and I need somewhere different from Boise, Idaho. Uh, Little Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas. Who are they offer Raw tonight. Raw Z in any arena to get what they're doing, and that's why they do these things the way they do. Honestly, man, like this is Bailey's first good match of 2024 and her first good one in a while. I felt like I got such a warm feeling like I was watching Niall Quinn in the twilight of his career still <laughs> bang him in for Sunderland because, like, form is temporary but class is permanent. Like... Was this the start of Bailey locking right back in yes. because she's about to have this run? And it's always there, but like it's never felt as there. I would say, like, since Damage Katal have come around, there's only mm. been a few fleeting moments where you've really seen the magic of Bailey's in ring. And I got this back here. These two. This got- convinced me that, sorry, Bianca Bella, I'm, I'm sure you'll have a great match regardless. EO versus Bailey's the world. Title it is, match. isn't it? Like, these two have got fabulous chemistry, Bailey and Bianca. I like watching Bailey and Bianca Bella work together. Like, it goes back, uh, I'm not counting that Thunderdome segment where she put her faces on the screens, but I will count the Hell in a Cell match because I kicked ass. Yeah. Um, I love these two wrestling together. It was a big win. For, it felt like a big win for Bianca Bella because Bailey is one of the best at, like, making their matches so much more of a struggle when Belair wins. She feels like she's earned something. We've said this before. I blame WWE and I don't blame Bianca Belair. I don't think she's an amazing weekly TV No, wrestler. no, no. I think, like, she's almost too big for it sometimes. Yeah. And 
for whatever reason, it's dark art stuff for me. Bailey has the ability to make a run-of-the-mill television match feel like such a hard night's work. And then when Bianca wins, it's like, God, she is EST because she's really got by Bailey tonight. And then obviously this match was so much more about the story, the damage control story, and yet it never lost sight of itself. Two prop. This was a proper, proper pro wrestling match between two great pro wrestlers. Bianca Naya, the mania. I uh, get her up for the KOD would be insane. Do you know what I? You know what? You know, you know what sprung to mind for me if they bring her back at the Rumble and you just go like because we've said about this on quite a few podcasts, haven't we? Like All Star, like WrestleMania. Oh God, we haven't thought of anything for Bianca Belair like last minute. <laughs> what about if they do Bianca Belair versus a heel Trish Stratus? I've seen that suggested, yeah. Have you? Like, I, that's, I, I've, I've not nicked that one, I promise. Like, no, yeah, no, no. It's. I think me and Andy discussed it on our predicting the women's Royal Rumble entrance. Ah, there's a good article. You might have based that on yeah. You can find it at whatculture.com forward slash WWE. I like that. I, like, just, it's, I've got to be honest, right? I appreciate it's night one. It's a little bit, well, obviously, yeah, Bianca wins with the KOD. But you could have Trish. I'm the great Est. Yeah, where's mine and Ron's reality show? Uh, why have you and Mon? Shouldn't be Bianca and Mon. It should be Trish and Ron. <laughs> is, that, is that enough of the premise? See at WrestleMania, like I just like it's big in it. Yeah, it's a bit like Trish Stratus can carry that stage that like Bianca Belair deserves to stand on and win at the end. Like a night one opener. Ooh, how's that? Massive. Uh, a lot to top from last year. Theory and Cena. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyway, backstage, we had the uh, Kevin Owens response in amongst all this. But anyway, backstage, Dakota Kai's talking to Bailey, And she's like, don't worry, everything's absolutely fine. You're, we're not going to betray you anytime soon. You've mm. definitely not lost control or damage control. Um, but we wanted to do it. We didn't want to help you out there. This is the most pre- preposterous thing, but I'll allow it because I love everyone. We didn't want to help you out there because, you know, you said, you know, you want to establish yourself and you're going to be in the Royal Rumble. In the Royal Rumble, everyone's on their own. It's like, yeah, because there's no never any interference in a Royal Rumble match, is there? Literally the... Bailey twi- looks sad. Yeah, literally the 2023 one. Like, one of the only stories within that Women's Royal Rumble outside of Rio was Damage Katal taking the ring for large parts of it. I don't always call attention to it because so often I'm not that annoyed by it as much as my esteemed colleague would be. The blocking of this segment was criminal. Yeah. When Sami Zayn... Sidgwick likes the one where Sami Zayn catches Jey Uso in between production trucks as if they found like a secret spot in the locker room that is being filmed and broadcast to the yeah, world, yeah, right? Yeah. I can sort of take that. Yeah. Or like secret spot in the locker room, Roman's not watching the show. Like it falls down. To the slimmest scrutiny, it falls down. But I can watch it and be like, he's caught him. He's caught him in a moment. Like Dakota Kai drags. I'm going to illustrate this on an audio medium on the <laughs> Dakota Kai and Bailey are as close to damage control as me and you are now. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey, I just want a word for a second. Right, now we've got a moment away from each other. <laughs> like, they're in shot. Yeah. It's like six steps. They're in shot. And it's like, just, we, uh, we need to keep this between us. But this is the plan. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Nothing. <laughs> like, it's a piss take. This one. Like, there were more creative ways to, like, try and illustrate. Again, illustrate the story to the last person who isn't on the bus yet that doesn't get what's going on here. The Rumble will tell it, as War Games did. The Rumble will tell the better story physically better than these are yeah. in promos. Um, down to the ring come the Lash Street Kids, as I'm calling them. Oh, Bobby yeah. Lashley and the Street Profits. No suit jackets. They're not messing about Unbuttoned today. shirts, yeah. 
Bobby talks to the authors of Pain and Carrying Cross. Jumping them from behind, only got them a fight they can't win. We do business face to face. We won't hide in the shadows. Let's have a bare knuckle fight then. Come on down. Uh, the lights go out. Out comes Paul Ellering onto the stage. He points at the Tron, and we get one of Carrying Cross's unique vignettes. Yeah. Uh, his purpose the last few years, I'm not sure if you've been aware of this, Michael Hamplett, was showing corruption uh, by breaking people on the inside, says Scarlett. But now it's time to break people on the outside. That oh. Means, that means physically. Um, so that basically accounts for all of Karen Cross's major losses, isn't it? Yeah. Look how AJ Styles now wears a long jacket. Look how Drew McIntyre was as pissed off as he was before. <laughs> uh, Bobby and his mates are going to be deconstructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cross said there's no one better if you're going to kill people than having the authors of pain. Yep. I always thought it was Akam and Re- Rezar. Yeah. But he said it like Adam. <laughs> Ak- he said it like Akam and Rezar. So I apologise if I've been butchering that for you. Adam years. and Razor, <laughs> authors of pain. And Paul Ellering, who you said basically is a proper bastard. <laughs> uh, but they are... The Mega Glove! <laughs> oh, no, sorry, the Final Testament. That's it, officially named as Mega Glove this week. Look, I... People often ask us what signs they should take. If you're taking a sign, Mega, mega glove. glove. Mega Glove, and flip the sign round. I love the Mega Glove. It's so bad. <laughs> I love Mega Glove. Yeah. Feels like something that once upon a time that would have gotten over is like the thing you could print in a T-shirt as a catchphrase from a sitcom. I love Mega Glove. <laughs> I do want to see a Mega Glove sign now, actually. Mega Glove... Turn it round. Just my full name, please. <laughs> yes, please. That's my full name. Like, I need to remind my parents that this is a real job. And uh, when I don't like the guy. Not sure if you noticed, but your son was on national television the other day. You know what? Uh, Matt Rains. And you, anyone else is welcome to do this. But that piece of garbage, Matt Rains, put my head on a stick once. And he took it to a dynamite. And it genuinely, like, it made my children laugh so much. And they don't really respond to wrestling as much as I would love them to. But they really laughed when that head appeared on screen. And the ultimate irony, and it feels like Matt Reigns has won a long game here. Do you know the best shot of my head on a stick from that dynamite? And friggin' Jack Perry's on the top rope. Oh, my God. My head almost being forced up Jack Perry's ass. With the scapegoat. The scapegoat. Funny, you, so you've had your te- face on telly. Yep. Sidge has obviously had his, I think on his birthday on telly, with his, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Brian no, that was happy birthday, Sidgwick, wasn't it? There has been a, a Sidgwick head yes, on a dynamite. I think that was Travis. And uh, mine was confiscated before a uh, person got in the arena. Really? It wasn't allowed to be used, if I remember rightly. Ah. And yet Adam Wilborn is a virgin. Makes it into shows. When um, I have met the scientific evidence to the contrary. Mm. And, uh, well, we assume so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Make it up to me. When Cody Rhodes wins the big one, throw a rubber chicken with my face on it into the ring and we'll call it square. We'll call it a draw, like that airplane at Wembley. Yeah. They made it all the way on the pitch. Uh, backstage, yippee! Yippee! Pretty go up and go, well, we'll tag with you. Heyman goes, you do know there's only one of you and you'd be tagging in a team to face LA Knight, AJ Styles and Randy Orton. They were suddenly like, oh, we got that thing. No, boy! <laughs> See ya! Uh, we get a nice vignette for Carmelo Hayes. Mm. Uh, he makes his entrance. And uh, then um, <laughs> Paul Heyman says to Bobby Lashley, I'll tell you what you should do to get your frustrations out. Team with the baddies. And he said, the only time I'm ever going to be in the bloodline is um, is when I'm standing across from Roman Reigns. I've realized I've missed one out from earlier where he offered Carlito an apple and Carlito took it. Yeah, just took the apple. That's all right. We'll get to this all in the main event. I've got a lot I want to say about the match, but I want to talk about the booking. Um, then, oh, 
I mean, it's not not really worth talking about this match. It was a good showing from Carmelo Hayes mm. whilst it was going mm. on, but unfortunately, and we just hope everyone's all right afterwards. Uh, it was Theory versus Hayes. I think Theory was jumping for that avalanche flatliner. Yeah. Um, um, but it all went a bit awry. Awkward landing for Austin Theory. I hope he's all right. Uh, the ref quite rightly just called it and said, let's wave it off. Accidents happen. Uh, and I... <laughs> I can't decide, right, if you're being too generous to credit WWE, but I'm going to do it here. Like, really good, this. And the same as in the um, Giovanni Vinci Kofi match. It's like two in two weeks, not that I want this to happen more. This is it, right? Like, what's... I don't like... It's a bit like the ACLs in NXT. Like, there was a lot of torn ACLs in the women's division. And it's like, what's going on there? Mm. Like, it's like when you football or a sports team has an injury bug. It's like, there's probably something, it's not, like, it's not a curse. No. Like, something is occurring here that's forcing this. What are you doing wrong or the training or whatever? I'm not saying that the ref, I, I think these are two accidents and they've happened very close together and they look serious enough that the refs have just stopped the match. The point I'm trying to make is head injury, neck injury, leg injury, arm injury, it doesn't matter. If the wrestler is out there saying it's bad, in this case, two of them, mm-hmm. but especially like if even if it's just one of them, and the WWE as the market leader, as the biggest company in the world, it's just going right. Stop. Mm. I think that's really good. Yes. Like I, I know there's a lot of people that like don't really like. Fans s- took it well as well. Well, it's because it's not real. Yeah. Like it's just, and the best thing about the best the best thing about serious injury is that when the commentators have to then fill, or as Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick did here. It's like, it's, it's physical. Wrestling is, mm. like, you can keep up the premise of what all of this is supposed to be and say injuries happen because, yes. Especially when are, it's not like a blood feud. Yeah, you were looking to put somebody down for the three, so you were looking to leave them knocked down and out for a minimum of three seconds or threaten to break their bones so that they have to tap out or submit. Fine, right? A broken neck is a different beast to putting them flat on the back for a three count. Like the baby, fa- the heels I get should want to like injure and maim and whatever, but the baby faces should want to just put them down for a three. I think you can absolutely make these two things coexist: yeah. real injuries versus the like predetermined nature of pro wrestling. And I want, I don't necessarily want like I know you get bollocked if you're like, oh, wrestlers can do what they want with their own bodies. I'm not trying to like tell people what to do with their bodies, but I am telling the regulatory bodies, in this case WWE, AW, whatever the companies to change the culture of, yes, like, Triple H once upon a time working, like, twice with torn quads, like, should say, uh, you know what, that was really dumb. Don't do, don't ever, do, don't do what I did, mm. ever, right? And some people are like, oh, that's hypocritical because you're allowed to finish your match. Yeah, because, like, the business wasn't in as good health as it should be now. He did it once with uh, Danielson, didn't he? Yeah. He thought he'd had a stinger. And, and Danielson, Danielson was, was like, I'm fine. And you should know, if anybody, the, and Triple H's mindset should have been, I do know I was wrong. Yeah, we're, I'd we're, rather piss you off and play it safe. Yeah, we're changing the yeah. culture. We're, yeah, we're, and I and I fully support that. Like, don't use things that happened in the past because, like, not like they didn't have banter in the past and they didn't have tight as regulation on injuries. What is your um, d- thoughts though if um, a team spits up black goo? Because next week, Alba Dawn, Alba Fire, and Isla Dawn are challenging for the tag titles against Chase and Carter. Well, I'll be interested. Chance and Carter. I'll be interested to see if the referee. Uh, like, well, two things. Number one, is it black goo? Or because it's the party g- girls, is it just baby Guinnesses? <laughs> I love baby Because they'll, they'll just been out, like, shots, 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 right? Let's go and defend the tag belts. Oh, no, I'm puking black goo. Is it magic? Or is it that, like... It's not even the go-home for the Rumble, and we've got women's tag team titles on the line. Mm. 
Logan Paul on the KO show and the contract signing for all with all four lads in the Rumble. Yeah, Reigns Reigns on SmackDown next week again. Well, speaking of Reigns, the Bloodlines are disappointed backstage because Heyman's like, I can't find anyone. <laughs> and he's like, actually, I'll spin this. There's no one worthy of being by your side. I'm not worried. Jimmy's worried, though. Yeah. Uh, but Solo's not. And he says, he does the, if you're out, then I'm out too. If you're not worried, I'm not worried either. Yeah. Um, because they've got a plan. Because as Randy Orton makes his entrance for this three-on-three, three, well, three-on-two main event, Solo and Jimmy jump him and he gets hit with a Samoan spike. to even the um, odds... In theory, yeah. Uh, and we got LA Knight and AJ Styles versus Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. Knight and Styles just can't get along, can they? They no. row before the match even starts to allow Jimmy Uso to jump LA Knight to get things going. Um, LA Knight comes back, though, with a swinging net breaker. Uh, Sokoa comes in, he gets clothesline to the floor to take us to a break. When we come back in, Styles is in trouble. He's in a nerve old. Um, Sokoa hits that running hip attack. Styles... Gets back, though, when Jimmy's in the ring, double knockdown, goes to his corner, and it looks like LA Knight's jumped off the ring apron to not tag in at the last second, but actually, he's been pulled off there by uh, Solo Sokoa. Um, Knight drops in, though, gets back up. And he's like, tag me! And AJ Styles like, where were you, you bellend? They row. Where are you, man? Uh, Jimmy superkick misses Styles, but hits Knight. But here comes a returning Randy Orton, who comes in, hits his hanging DDT, hits an RKO, and gets his team the win. Uh, I'll just run through the post-match now and get your thoughts on everything. Post-match, solo attack Randy, but AJ hit the phenomenal forearm. Knight hits solo with a blunt force trauma. Uh, More arguing between uh, Styles and Knight. Randy drops solo with the RKO, uh, goes after Jimmy. Uh, uh, AJ and Randy attack Jimmy on the floor, uh, hit him with the ring steps. Jimmy gets hoyed over the barricade. Solo's isolated, and he's already been in trouble, obviously. And they hit the shield triple powerbomb uh, through the announce table to stand tall as Roman Reigns is called by Paul Heyman to close the show. I got what they were trying to do here, but I thought they got all of it wrong. Okay. All of it. Um, So I understand that because it's theoretically Mm two-on-two, Uh, and then the two that are left in AJ and LA Knight, you are putting the onus on Roman's challenges to get it together. Well, can they coexist? Indeed. Uh, but a bit like when, when Roman himself was beaten down by the League of Nations in the 2016 Royal Rumble, only to come back at the end. I do not receive this man as a returning hero. I receive this man who was like, taking a bit of a time to rest and recover and be completely fresh. Yeah, it's like Ket Cody at that revolution. It doesn't, yeah, wrestling match. does this and it does not work. No. We as fans picture the guy going backstage, I'm all right actually, and returning like harder than everybody else, having not wrestled. What we're watching is the wrestlers wrestling. Yeah. So you backstage, mate, I don't care if you're recovering from something terrible that has happened to you, you've recovered. You've come back with a relatively full energy bar, not a babyface move. The match itself, fatally flawed by having the three-on-two in the first place. And yes. that, and so nothing could get you out of that, despite the finish. And I get the point, look, like Roman Reigns isn't there and there's nobody wants to help the bloodline, so Jimmy and Solo have been relatively easily taken care of by like the three baby faces, well, three challengers to the title. And now Roman's in real trouble. Like, I feel like I'm being told one big lie because 
you can do this week on week on week all you want. I'm not going to believe that any three of them are capable of beating Roman Reigns. I'm just not. Like, the job is to create a credible challenger. You did that to your WWE's credit. You did that with LA Knight in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like, he was pushed to the level where it's like, ah, it only takes, like, three seconds, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, they're not doing that here. They're totally overthinking it. And most of the point, why I was really pissed off with this is because... I thought the premise that kicked off the show had so much potential and yeah. it was thrown away. What have I said to you a million times? Triple H copies his own homework, but it can be really effective. Sami Zayn becoming part of this bloodline story was massive, changed everything. And Triple H has kind of done this again, in my opinion, I know it divides this very studio, to fabulous effect with our truth and the Judgment Day. Yeah. You can feel it, right? And it's like, oh, there's just a little bit of... Uh, like, sort of, ah, this is an interesting... I'm going to have to lean in and look here, and then the fans start to react, and they see, they can see it. They can see the direction. They can see maybe where a turn is coming. They can see where divides are being formed around this this new ingredient and the bloodline for the longest time. I am crying. I am just... It's, I'm, it's the frigging Bernie Sanders meme. I'm once again asking for somebody, anybody to be a fresh ingredient in the bloodline, if only to tell a short-term story of the bloodline having a singular ally because, my God, hasn't it helped Raw when Jey Uso went over there? Jey Uso would just bloodline-adjacent threads, loose threads of all the people he conspired against with mm. Roman Reigns. Look what it's done for Drew yeah. McIntyre. Look what it did for Raw's, like, autumn programming in general, the War Games build. And what you could have done here was had a heel... And it doesn't even matter if they lose, by the way. But had a heel be like, yeah, all right, I'll join you one night. I'll, I'll fight for the bloodline. You this owe one me even. one, though. You owe me one. The locker room is suddenly like, can't trust him. Yeah. He's been willing to cash out for the bloodline. So, like, all of a sudden, you have, like, the character development out of the ass. Logan Paul would have been fun in that role. Would have been great. But too big for it. Yeah. Realistically, too big for yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, line the heels up and have somebody be... Bloodline's third man, they can either take the pin, or even better, in my opinion, they can get the win. Yeah. Because Paul Heyman can say in one night, you thought you had a SmackDown general manager, I've drafted so-and-so, and the Bloodline is still more powerful than you can hope to be, because these three can't get along. So if they can't get along in a tag match against two of my guys and a, and a third wheel, what chance have they got at the Royal Rumble? There was such a more interesting way to tell a story yeah, that's fair. and leave money on the table with this new Bloodline associate, and instead it was wacky comedy and old lopsided babyface booking. It felt like a throwaway week, this. Yeah, and it didn't have to. No. This would have been a week where, like, I always use this example, right? When me and you sat here and we previewed, bit random, uh, Rey Mysterio is not asked about Dominic now and he wants to win the Intercontinental title match and he's in a four-way with Santos Escobar. Yeah. That was throwaway one week and look where we are now. Like, they got a year's worth of story out of Santos and Rey interacting for the first time in a four-way. They could have chucked a heel, a going nowhere. You know, they could have put in this, right? Look at how he was used elsewhere on the show. What about if Cameron Grimes was down on his luck? Ooh. And he was like, go on, then I'll help you. And that was all. And he, and he gets beat. And Cameron Grimes gets beat. But all of a sudden, Cameron Grimes is in the Bloodline's orbit rather than because he was jumped. because his, like, Or his match, should I say, was interrupted so the Bloodline can conduct their business. There was just a better way to do this than I think what they came out with on the end. Disappointing. I didn't think this was a particularly great episode of SmackDown. Bailey and Bianca salvaged it for me. That's National saying it did a pathetic 2.2 million as well. Well, I mean, you can prove anything <laughs> with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, an eventful show. You had the bloodline causing chaos. 
Uh, Collier returning a tease for Pete Dunn. Carrying Cross introducing the final testament. Bailey potentially losing control of damage control. Um, Hamfler, how would you summarise this episode of SmackDown? I'd say the SmackDown review had all this and so much more. <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts on SmackDown. On X at What Culture WWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, me, Hamflet, and Sidge will be here a little bit later on to preview Man and Aral. And me and Sidge will be back later as well to review AEW Collision. But for now, this being the SmackDown review, my thanks to Michael Hamflet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.